This is Monday, March 1st, and it's time for our morning prayer and scripture. And we're starting week three of our run-up to Easter called the Shadow of the Cross. Now, years ago, I was standing in the patio after Granada's early service, and a visitor approached to ask a question. At the time, the news was filled with a tragic shooting perpetrated by a person who claimed to be a Christian. And the visitor said, really, can God forgive that? Will that person end up in heaven? Now, here's our scripture text for today. Then he, that's Jesus, took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. That's Matthew 26, 27 to 28. Now, we've jumped into the Gospel of Matthew and the celebration of the Passover meal with Jesus and his disciples. And this yearly dinner had been heavily scripted by the Jewish people. It had a series of questions and answers that would lead a family through the experience of the Exodus that had happened almost 2,000 years before. Now, at the time, the Jewish people had been slaves in Egypt, and they were bound to do Pharaoh's construction projects. They had no future and no hope, but God intervened. Through a series of plagues, God delivered his people from their bondage. Now, the final plague was the death of all the firstborn of Egypt. And in order to protect the Hebrew firstborn from death, God told his people to use the blood of a lamb and to spread that blood on the doorposts of their homes. The death angel would pass over their homes and their firstborn would be spared. Now, Jesus is celebrating the remembrance of this meal, the Passover, when he makes this statement about his blood. Jesus is saying that his blood provides a real forgiveness of sins. Now, if we stop to think about this, it's overwhelming. If I hurt you and need your forgiveness, how can a third party step in and forgive me? How could that possibly work? What forgiveness is Jesus speaking about here? Well, to understand, we need to remember that all sins are first sins against God. King David said to the Lord after he sinned with Bathsheba, Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are right when you, in your verdict and justified when you judge. That's Psalm 51.4. Yes, David had sinned against Bathsheba, and against his friend Uriah, her husband. But notice he says his sin is against God. He says this because when we sin, it is first a sin against the Lord. We have put something before him. We are treating something as more important than he is. The Lord is the, is the Lord of all, our creator. He is due all honor and obedience and faithfulness. And our sin creates a rift with God. It places us under a curse. God is serious about justice because he's just in all his ways. He created our world in justice. In our sin, 
we tear the fabric of his creation. We stand against God. We bring darkness and evil into his world of light. And so God will not clear the guilty. He will not leave sin unpunished. By the way, the man that committed the murder that the visitor asked me about, he cannot be let go, let free. He must face judgment. And that cannot, it should not be short-circuited. But where does he stand with God if he comes to God in repentance? He, and all of us along with him, we are in a bind with God. We're unable to remove the curse and guilt of our sin. Our, our sin cannot go unpunished. God can't and won't overlook it. God's justice has been kept in the most profound of ways, the death of his one and only son. As Jesus explains, forgiveness comes through him. God's justice is complete in him. The sinless one sets the guilty free with his blood, life for life. So Jesus tells his disciples that like the Passover, the Passover lamb, forgiveness will come through him. Our substitute is not that lamb, but the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Now that vet visitor asked a very good question. Is there a sin that Jesus' death could not cover? Will we begin to make a list of sins that are just too much? Are there sins in our lives where God says, you've done it now. You've gone too far this time. No. Like the blood of the Passover lamb that protected everyone in the house, from the, the justice for sin has fallen upon Jesus at the cross. It, all of it, is settled there. Jesus has made peace between us and God. As we're told in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 to 8, In him, that is Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Now the truth is, all of us have gone too far. We're lost in our sin. But we're new to, never too far for God to reach through his grace. The blood of Jesus covers all our sin. That thing you did in the past is nailed with him on the cross. That unspeakable thing, that secret in your life, has been covered by the blood of the Lamb. Let's pray. Holy Lord, against you we have sinned. We have done what we should not have done. We have failed to do what you've called us to do. We have no life in us. But then we hear the words of Jesus. This is my blood of the covenant given for the forgiveness of your sins. Lord, help me to grasp what it means to be forgiven by you in Christ. Give me gratitude for your grace that I might live in it for your glory and honor. For in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.